What up, what up, what up? This is your boy Roy, and you are now tuned into Back to Center Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to life, love, and the millennial struggle. Yeah, I know it's been a while since I've been here. I know you miss me. You ain't got to tell me. But in this case, we got a lot of catching up to do. We're going to be talking about a lot of different subjects today. The first of which, and which I think is probably the most important, would be New York City just flying off the handles with its new vaccine, uh, vaccine mandate in regards to like the gym and restaurants. I think it's totally heinous, but we got a lot more to cover besides that. But with that being said, I hope you strap in. I hope you've got some time. Roll one, kick back, relax. It's self-care Saturday. Let's go ahead and start it off right. You dig? Yo, check this out real quick. If you're fucking with me and my podcast, I need you to do me one favor. Just go onto Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a review so other people can hear it too. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, so it's been a while. I know your boy has been missing in action, but I am back with a brand new episode. And like I said before in the intro, we have a lot to talk about. And the reason why we have a lot to talk about is primarily because New York City has gone off the fucking rails. We are straight up in the deep end. And honestly, it's scary hours right now. Shit is getting type scary. So that's definitely something I want to talk about later in the episode. We'll cover vaccines, how I feel about the vaccine. And side note, this isn't anything to make. I'm not trying to have this conversation to be divisive. That's the last thing I want. I, I But I genuinely want to pose a question, which is, where is this going? Because ironically enough, when if, when it was like, what, 2020, when we first started, they had mentioned that these vaccines would not be mandatory. No one's going to be forced to take a vaccine. But as you can tell, and I mean, of course, you can't really trust politicians that much anyway. But as the months went by, you noticed a couple, or at least I did. I don't know if everyone else did, but you noticed a couple things were changing. Big example of this would be the switch from having the vaccines being, you know, optional, something you can do, to now becoming mandated. And I don't understand why it's becoming a mandate. Of course, they give you that, what I feel is a BS reason as to why it's being mandated, but that's a whole nother topic for later on in this discussion. What I really want to talk about right now, though, is where I've been and what I've been doing, and not so much in like that selfish connotation, but I say these things and hope that they resonate with you. So the very first thing, it's been a while since I've been on air, I've been extremely busy, and my high school reunion was smack in the middle of everything that I had to do. So during the month of July, we had the 10-year high school reunion. You know, the people that invited me to the reunion were never at the actual reunion. They never fucking showed up, but that's besides the point. I was so reluctant to go because my, okay, let's talk about my high school history. I was never particularly the most popular kid in school, right? I was overweight. I had classes. I was, you remember that kid from uh, Ned's Declassified? Yeah, that was me. So I looked exactly like that kid from Ned's Declassified. And ironically enough, it was something that just it like stuck with me up until junior year till I started losing weight, right? So from like freshman year to sophomore year, I really, I didn't have a lot of friends. I had some key close friends, people that I knew, but... Never anyone that was like, 
I could say, like, was in that circle of the popular kids. I was never that. So over time, what had happened was I started losing weight, started making new friends, but that was more so towards the end of my high school career. So now, granted, whenever you make friends towards like junior or sophomore year or just in general during high school, the odds are you'll probably lose connection with them at some point in time, right? So what happened with me, I made a lot of friends during my junior and senior year, but over the years, even though I still stayed on the island, kind of lost touch with some people, kind of fell out of it with some people, you know, that's just how life works. So boom, 10 years later, it was 2011 when I graduated, and now it's 2021. In between that time, a lot of things had happened in my life, and it was very interesting to go back to, well, I can't say go back to the school, because that's not where we had it. We had it in some, like, shit-ass restaurant on Staten Island. Restaurant, I'm not exactly sure where. (laughs) Kind of ironic that I probably won't be able to go back there starting uh, mid-August, or, yeah, mid-August, early September, with these new mandates being put in place. But anyway, I went to the restaurant. I took the the long-ass Uber there. It was, like, 30 minutes. And during that 30-minute ride, I was just thinking about all my high school memories, or lack thereof, but some memories there, some were still intact. And one thing that played on my mind was, what do these people look like now? Because, and the funny thing is, this isn't to be misogynistic. I really have to watch my words here because obviously, listen, I ain't trying to get canceled. We've been talking about this since season one, all right? I ain't getting canceled for shit. But I always had this question, like, you know, what do the women that I were interested in back then look like now? Let me tell you. (laughs) Let me fucking tell you. The grand irony that when you were younger and would approach women and they would literally ill me, I would get an ill straight to my face. Straight disrespect. And I just had to eat it because, I mean, the fuck else am I going to (laughs) do? You know, an insult's an insult. You take it for what it is and you keep rolling. But the ironic part now to come back to this 10-year high school reunion and to see all these motherfuckers look like they've been aging like milk, that's not disrespect. And that applies for both men and women because, yo, there's a lot of dudes out there that was, y'all look terrible. I'm not even going to lie. Some of y'all, I know most of Staten Island is listening to this right now. And if we graduated and I seen you at that 10-year graduation, well, reunion, you looked terrible. You looked absolutely terrible. I'm not even trying to talk shit. I'm just saying. Because the important thing, and this is this plays into the grand scheme of this whole entire conversation. When we talk about health, health and wellness starts at a young age, and it starts with being consistent, right? Granted, in high school, you're not going to be that type of person who's going to be super concerned about your health. Whatever. You're young. You know, that's just how it goes. But consider what you're going to not only look like, but feel like when you get older. So it was ironic for me, because I kind of had that, that learning lesson when I was young, when I was in high school. And Coming back years later, especially speaking to people that like I've spoken to and like would insult me or like would roast me on casual, like on a casual day, they would just 
shit on me for no reason. Coming back and seeing them, it's like role reversal. <laughs> and I'm not a conceited person. I'm not, uh, I wouldn't consider myself very far on the narcissistic spectrum. I feel like I said that wrong. Um, but as a side note for that, everyone is on the narcissism spectrum. And realistically, it falls under two. You're either an overt narcissist or a covert narcissist, right? There's a healthy level of narcissism within each person because at its core, narcissism is semi-rooted in self-love, right? However, the issue arises when you either bask in this like false sense of glory for too long or on the inverse, you bask in this false sense of victimhood for way too long, expecting other people to kind of, uh, I guess, fish you out of that with compliments and words of affirmation or whatever the fuck narcissists need to get their lives going. But that's besides the point. I feel like coming back to that high school reunion, seeing some of the people, both men and women, and like, damn, look how ironic that is. Gave myself a little pat on the back because, you know, I, I put in the work. Like, I work hard. I worked hard for this body. I worked hard for this mindset. And I think I've, I've also worked hard to be in the position that I'm in. I'm in not, I'm not like king of the hill just yet, right? But I'm definitely appreciative of where I am. So during that time while I was gone, I did my 10-year reunion. It was cool to see some of the people, but understandably, it just reconfirmed the notion that, yeah, I need to leave Staten Island. And, and in this case, New York in its whole. So I've been thinking about relocating. I'll tell you guys where I plan on relocating to, but moving on into the next subject. So during this whole entire time, after I did my, my um, reunion, I had another opportunity with uh, Raycon. Shout out Raycon because they released my video shoot and they never let me know. <laughs> so I kind of found out like a month after that uh, I was on a video. And the way I found out was I was on OkCupid and I matched with some girl, some woman, excuse me. And she had messaged me. She messaged me first. She was like, you look familiar. And I was like, from where? <laughs> where have I seen you from? I don't normally, I don't go out a lot. So to be told that I look familiar was definitely semi-odd to me. So she was like, did you do a commercial for Raycon? And I was, I went onto the Raycon page. That's how I found out that they released the video. I was like, what the fuck? So, so I unmatched her because <laughs> I felt like it was very creepy. So I was just like, I can't do this. So I just, I unmatched her. But I, I watched the uh, the Raycon video and I was very surprised because, yeah, during the photo shoot, they did take some video and this was like almost a year ago. So I didn't necessarily expect them to, you know, re-release and bring it out again. So very happy about that. Shout out to Raycon. Um, if you're listening, which you're probably not, I'm stopping by the office so I can get my headphones and then I'll tell everyone else how great the headphones are. I had a chance to wear them. I didn't get to listen to anything with them on, um, but in this case, they're very comfortable. And that's as far as I know. They're just extremely comfortable. <laughs> Other than that, at some point, I probably will go ahead and grab my pair and then I'll give you guys a review on it, which, I mean, no one fucking asked me, but since I did the video shoot for it, might as well make a review, right? So lastly, before we get into the main conversation, I've been away from uh, making podcasts or just episodes in general um, because as of recent, I have been like on my way or I've just been in casting, casting rounds for a, a particular TV show. 
I can't speak on the show and I can't speak on where it will be just yet. So send me your positive energy. Pray for your boy because if I'm, you know, if if everything goes well, then I will be casted. And to be quite honest, I think I'm a fucking shoe in. I'm not even gonna lie. I think I'm a I'm a shoe in. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I might end up be looking I might end up listening to this podcast again like two, three months from now, being totally off base. Perhaps, potentially. But is it wrong of me to believe in myself so much to say, yeah, your boy's probably gonna be on TV. I would even go as far as to say that anyone from Staten Island that I used to speak to prior to me ending up on TV, I'm going to need you to double back on your fallback because here's the funny thing about success and moving on in life. People from your past always love to come right back just as things are getting better. So I'm going to ask all of you from my past, if you are still listening, if you're creeping on my shit, yo, listen, I've got analytics. I see you motherfuckers. <laughs> I see you creeps on my shit, watching my shit all the time. So I'm going to just tell you right now, if I blow up, when I blow up, if it happens, when it happens, I need you to double back on your fallback and never, never, never hit me up ever again, ever. I'm not even that kind of guy who's like, yo, I hate people. Don't talk to me. But I like consistency in relationships, consistency and respect. Those two things in relationships, at least with me, will take you super duper far. So with all that being said, I prayers, you know, fingers crossed. Keep your fingers, keep your fingers crossed. Keep me in your thoughts and prayers. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I wanted to say about that. And and if that is the case, and I do in fact get casted for this uh this show, that means I'll be leaving New York just in fucking time because Cuomo and de Blasio have officially lost their minds, or at least that's what I think. Like you can't force people to put a, essentially an experiment in their body. How the fuck does that work? And what's even more wild is that there are tons of people, which I mean, I could understand your fear is as justified as my opposition to it, but to clamor and clamp down and try to force other people to get this vaccine when a it's not fda approved yes i know it's been engineered for emergency situations but that's like that's like moving under the assumption that during an emergency when everything is rushed including the research that it will be just as good as something that's been tested and drawn out i don't think people see that I feel like some people that are very heavy and advocate very hard for the vaccine don't realize that things can go wrong during that process, regardless of if the intent is good or not. It's not like, oh, the scientists now realize they need to save the world, so they're going to put extra effort into making sure that this is perfect every single time it gets injected into someone's body. That's not the case. So we're going to talk about that and more. And right before we go to break, I will tell you a little snippet about this song before I play it. It's a great Staten Island artist, newly coming up in the world. Uh, did a song with Jadakiss, and it's amazing. The song is called Always Us by Scrooge. 
And this is your boy Roy, and you've been tuned into Back to I was Center down to my last, so I bet on myself. Always got it on my own, never needed no help. Heard I got a song with Kiss, they trying to get him some clout. They want to take a pick, I'm trying to move some weight in the drought. Ride with me, I could take you places. Switching lanes in a rape shit, look like a spaceship. Started on the route, I was never a crater. Now I pass the work off, more assistant than a Laker. And everything good like Kobe at clutch. Interfering like a massage, you'll get touched. Cause it was always us, it was, it was never them. I could take you way back, where the f do I begin? Calm as a that's gonna fuck you and your friends. I start writing on my wrongs, trying to rid me of my sins. It was always us, it was, it was never them. It was always us, it was, it was never them. You see the world different through these Cartier lens. Well, I was doing me, I was following the trends. Get my demo up, then I'm out the door with the wind. It was always us, it was, it was never them. It was always us, it was, it was never them. Check the scoreboard, he let the stats speak for him. A short year got the whole city tapping in. It was always us, it was, it was never them. It was always us, it was, it was never them Vito. All my nigga brothers, we still ain't doing no friends Everywhere we go, they look and whisper, who the fuck is them? I see y'all still carrying traits that's feminine I'm digging in a bag, trying to pull an Eminem Tell mama love, pack her shit, she ain't gotta work again Tie big bow on a candy painted Benz We ain't never count the losses, we just tally up the wins Money come fast, keep up with the pace Rose for the dead and we piss out aces Addicted to the cash, allergic to the cages My young boy like to shoot like he played for the paces Spent about 30 on a damn chain Mama said that boy lost his damn brain Every move I made was from my, from my campaign Now my whole city know my goddamn name Scrooge It was, it was, it was never them Tim, what up? ladies and gentlemen so that song was called always us remix featuring jada kiss by scrooge and you know i fucking hate staten island but i love staten island artists there's there's a plethora of us artists here in staten island and i think it's beautiful i i love the idea that everyone is not only collaborating and working together as a whole for the island but we're also branching out and we're getting we're getting noticed by bigger artists. Um, shout out to Scrooge. I don't know if you even listen to this podcast, but if you do, shout out to you because I think 
what you're making right now is absolutely incredible. It's different. And that's what the music industry needs. I'm tired of hearing the same shit. I'm tired of hearing the same shit. Just like T-Pain said, yo, make something different. Speaking of different, your boy obviously makes music and I will be coming out with my own music soon. Uh, so here's what happened. I separated or I'll keep it a keep it a fat buck with you. I got dropped. <laughs> I got dropped by my my label. Shout out Human Resources for uh, sending me an email. I think it was like mid-June. They were like, yeah, so for some reason you were on the old roster and not on this new roster once we did our, our merger with, uh, I think it was like Sony. So during that merger, I obviously was not put into the equation because, you know, just a just a regular old artist <laughs> and I'm not an industry plant, quote unquote. So I got lost in the fray. I released my my latest album, Unessential Essentials, which is available on all streaming platforms, by the way. Um, however, because I got left behind, so to speak, uh, I was dropped from the label, which is totally fine because the last thing I would want is to pay anyone portions of what I work for anyway. So fuck the label. Shout out Human Resources, but also fuck Human Resources. We out here making this shit on our own, so please be patient with me. I got tons of new music for that ass, and it will be coming very, very soon. So, in the words of Samuel L. Jackson, hold on to your butts. All right, so let's talk something different. Let's be a little more specific. Let's really get granular, right? Where do I even start? (laughs) Honestly, where do I even start? I used to love New York. I miss the old New York. Hopefully you guys heard that uh, Love Kanye song, because that's what the joke reference was from. But anyway, no, realistically, I used to love New York. New York had such a flavor and such a variety to it. It was so like, uh, it was like liberal with structure. I don't know how else to describe that, but that's exactly what it was. Um, However, now I feel like things have just taken a total turn for the worse. And this isn't me being some super like old conservative, like, I'm not trying to be one of those young black conservatives. If you ask me, it's still fuck Jefferson for never acknowledging Haiti as a sovereign country back in the 1800s anyway. So I love, New- I love America, but I ain't, I ain't like fully on board. You dig? I'm like 90% of the way there. I still want some retribution for Haiti, but that's besides the point. Um, the thing with New York is like it became so politicized well, I should say this whole virus became politicized because we all know why it was. We had the big orange man in office, which no one at the time liked. So they went through hell and high water in order to try and get him out of office, you know, with the bullshit impeachments. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to go back into the past, right? But just to surmise, that's what spawned it. The crazy thing is, is that it was the orange man that actually put the vaccines out. So now, fast forward a couple months, we're now in 2021. The quote-unquote Delta variant is now out and about. It's like once COVID started dying down, the media was like, fuck, we need to keep these ratings up. What can we say? I got it. Delta. Fuck it. Let's just call it a Delta strain. Make it sound mad scary. This way, everyone over 50 could just bug the fuck out. And, you know, we could roll out these mask mandates and do it all over again. Here's the biggest issue, though. The CDC keeps flip-flopping on its mask mandates, 
It keeps going back and forth as to what the rules are, and they can't come to a concise decision, which ultimately leads the media to go ahead and concoct whatever story they want to concoct, which then the average individual who doesn't do their research outside of what they're being told from the media will just take it word for word and then obviously spill out that garbage and fucking regurgitate the same same premise, right? So here's the overall issue. A, no one wants to do actual research. Better yet, no one wants to have an actual conversation about this. B, New York and every other, I guess you could say, overly liberal state has now taken this stance of mandatory vaccines. Here's the ultimate issue with that. And I'm not even going to put myself in the equation because this isn't about me. This is about the universe. This is about people as a whole. And it's about the individual and individual rights, right? So what do we do about the people that are immunocompromised? And they can't get the vaccine. Now what? So now all of a sudden, because they're immunocompromised, they can't go out. They can't go anywhere. Besides the fact that people that are vaccinated can also acquire and spread the virus. Will there be any legislation, any uh, legislation, excuse me, made? I doubt it. If you ask me personally, as far as I'm concerned with the way New York City has gone about doing this, I think it's purely a money grab. 100%. 100%. I mean, think about it. We've got, and this isn't like some major conspiracy theory shit, but realistically, if considering the economics of New York, we weren't necessarily making a lot of money last year. Um, in fact, we were losing quite a bit of money. Shout out Andrew Cuomo for, uh, you know, pulling Operation Final Retirement. <laughs> so fucked up. But um, yeah, he allowed... Hundreds of elderly to pass away in these uh, old folks' homes, knowing how the virus would spread amongst people in that age group. Now, all of a sudden, to save his own ass, because corrupt Cuomo is under uh, sexual assault allegations, or how I like to say, SAAs, he's now trying to save face and try to put on this brave, heroic attempt to like, well, him and de Blasio trying to make this brave, heroic attempt to quote unquote, save New York by making sure everyone is vaccinated. Dude, I don't want to put something that hasn't been thoroughly tested in my body. That's just what it is. Like, it's not for me, at least it's not an argument about, oh, is this politicized? Is this the right thing to do? I've never argued about getting a vaccine. I travel. I've been places. Sometimes you might need to get a vaccine before you go somewhere. You know, I've been there when my mom got her vaccine shots when she was going to Liberia. But here's the issue. Those vaccines aren't advertised so hard. When Ebola came out, the vaccine, first of all, when Ebola came out, there was no shutdown of the uh, economy. There was no shutdown of the whole world. Literally the whole world took a year off. Does that make sense to anyone? With all the viruses that have been out, 
quote unquote, the worst of which, which was like around, I think the 1900s. Someone feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm on my computer, but unfortunately I don't have a, uh, a Jimmy like Joe Rogan, so I can't have someone pull something up for me. But I'll go ahead and just type the shit in my damn self. Uh, let's go ahead and do that right now. So we're going to type in worst vaccines. Ready? Okay, so here we go. Seven. Oh, wait. I actually think I put in the wrong thing. <laughs> Admittingly, I did have a couple of drinks. So we're not looking for the worst vaccines. We're looking for the worst fucking venereal diseases ever. Right? Besides the Black Plague, how many other diseases have been out? And now, granted, again, granted, there wasn't social media back then, which inevitably, to my belief, I think social media has been the biggest player in this entire campaign of compliance, overall compliance. And that's ultimately the issue. Because these things, at least how I feel, that's all these conversations could come down to until I get a guest to come debate me. Side note, I guess I'll just go ahead and plug this in right now. If you feel like this is a conversation worth having and you feel like you have some information worth sharing and you live in the New York area, yeah, slide up into my DMs. Let me know. Let's go ahead and schedule something because we are transitioning to YouTube anyway. So getting some video footage for that kind of conversation would be very interesting. But besides the point, when you take political, political objectives and you mask them, with like societal altruism, you get a lot of bad things. Communism was one of them. And without going too far into it, because I love the, I love the communism conversation with anyone that lives in America. And it's always the people that are in like the upper middle class that'll have these communism conversations. But again, total separate conversation for another episode. Sometimes the intentions of politics, although they may seem good, eventually the outcomes are never that. And there are a lot of examples of this, but the best example would be what we're living through right now. Case in point, there was, and I'm not going to be that guy to use Facebook as like, the source of information. However, there is a video of Andrew Cuomo talking about how we, the country as a whole doesn't want to make the vaccine mandatory. There won't be mandatory vaccinations, this, that, and the third. Granted, it's not mandatory at the federal level, but the issue is once multiple states start taking this into effect and they start running around with this rule, it's game over for everybody. Because it's not about having the vaccine at the end of the day. It's about compliance and giving away your rights. That's it. It's like 1945 Berlin all over again. What, am I going to walk down the street and someone's going to stop me and ask to see my papers? What the fuck? Are you kidding me? There's, there's no way. Like, this whole, you have to be vaccinated or you can't go to the gym. Look, I'll be a responsible adult and play along with the charades and do the mask and everything. And, you know, I'll, I'll even go as far as to do, like, just the show of altruism where, like, I have the mask on in the restaurant and then I walk to my table and take it off to eat and speak and laugh and yell and send multiple molecules in the air. Just like what I do when I'm walking by. 
Like, does COVID all, does, all of a sudden know when I'm sitting and being social? Does it then back off? Is it like, oh, they're eating now. <laughs> we'll wait till later. I don't think that's how diseases work. And when you are so gripped in fear, fear is hell of a yoke. That shit is powerful as fuck. And when you have people so gripped in fear because they just don't know, you can do anything. And the government knows this. Again, I'm not one of those conspiracy guys. But like, let's try and put two, two, to, two and two together. I'm a little drunk, side note. Let's try and put two and two together and get four instead of five. We know this shit is not adding up. So can we actually have a conversation about it? Can we start talking about these things as opposed to just, oh, I'm just going to go along with it because I'm tired of so many people dying. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a newsflash. You and me, along with everyone else, is going to die. So do you want to just like survive and like live this weird sheltered life? Or would you rather like take that chance? I know freedom may be somewhat of an illusion, especially when you have a lot of uh, multiple authorities on top of another. It is inevitably an illusion of freedom. Like, let's just be honest with each other. But at least in this case, can I choose what I put in my body? Does my body, my choice not play in this case? All of a sudden I've lost that right? Or is my body, my choice, uh, what's the word? Universal. There we go. Is my body, my choice, a universal right for just about everything we do in this world? Or do I now have to give up my own human right, which would be rejecting or accepting what I willingly choose to put in my body? I have to give that up now? For what? And I know what you're thinking. You're like, Roy, how the fuck can you be saying for what? Don't you realize there's so many lives at stake? Don't you realize what's going on in this world? Don't you see people are dying every day because of this disease? What's wrong with you? There ain't shit wrong with me, fam. The reality is COVID is an umbrella, well, COVID is, yeah, COVID is an umbrella term for all of these venereal diseases. Well, those that would include some symptoms like COVID, just to be as theoretically specific as possible. And again, I would love to have this conversation in a more structured sense with someone else. But please, don't try and come at my life when you're listening to this, because it's my show, it's my opinion, and that's what I'm, that, that's what I'm sticking to, right? So yeah, I don't think them forcing a unregulated vaccine on me or anyone else, immunocompromised or not, is a smart move. It's, a, it's not a smart move at all. If anything, I feel like it'll probably backfire a lot worse than what people are expecting. So only time can tell, you know, hope for the best, see what happens. But here's my overall strategy. Obviously, my focus has been health since day one, especially with this disease. So the workouts aren't going to stop. Listen, if the gym decides to kick me out because I have a mask on and I'm not vaccinated, fam, I'll work out in the parking lot. If I can't work out in the parking lot, then I'll go to the beach. I'll work out at the beach. 
already have a bunch of bands and a bunch of workout equipment anyway. So realistically, I'm good. The next issue, the next challenge rather would probably be for business because I can't necessarily say I would get vaccinated for the sake of my personal training business. In other words, if I didn't have to get vaccinated between April to June while I was training my clients out and about in person, why would I then decide to do it now? Especially if you consider that the death rate hasn't been going up, or at least to a degree that is so drastic for me, my 27-year-old self, to consider getting the vaccine. I could guarantee on some, this is on some arrogant shit. On some arrogant shit, I can guarantee I'm healthier than like 80% of y'all. So I don't want to hear none of this shit talking about, ah, you can get the vaccine. Because if you look at the data, you'll notice that most people that have succumbed to the vaccine, 80% of them were overweight. Severely overweight. Now listen, that's another conversation for a whole nother day. In fact, (laughs) here's a quick story before, before I wrap this up. So I had reached out to an old female friend of mine, um, someone, someone I always found attractive, um, but that relationship was business-related first. In other words, she was my client when I was her personal trainer, so there was no way I was going to fuck up my money. You dig? But anyway, um, years have gone by. She's no longer my client. I seen this photo of her on, uh, on Facebook, and <laughs> it's... I. Part of me almost wants to give a name so there's more context, but not only will I not do that, there's no way I'm going to give this person any form of clout. So no names will be said for this one. Um, But as I digress, so here's what happened. I'm on Facebook. I see the photo. And she really looked good too. Not gonna lie, she looked beautiful. I always thought she was attractive, but she had a man. My rules especially since I knew her man and her man was always in my place of business, I'm not going to do that. At least not yet. But anyway, so seen her on Facebook, slid into the DMs. I slide into DMs like twice a year. (laughs) Honestly, I slide into DMs like twice a year. So I'm going to be real and say she was actually kind of lucky because I was just like, I seen the photo and I was like, you know what? I'm, I actually am genuinely curious to see what her life, like how her life has been. So I reached out. I was like, hey, random question. Um, are you sti- still seeing so-and-so? And she was like, no, dot, dot, dot. Did you reach out to me because of the photo? I'm not exactly sure what, it, what she wanted me to say here. I wasn't going to lie. So I was like, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what else would you expect? Like, did you think I just all, all, all of a sudden, like, thought of you and was like, oh my God, I need to hit her up. Granted, she was probably like a passing thought two or three times. Not that day, maybe like during the year. But I don't, I'm not exactly sure what she was expecting. So I was like, yes, I reached out to you purely because of the photo. Um, and then the reply I got was totally out of left field. I didn't expect it. So here's what she said. She was like, I, well, prior to me saying what she said, there was a lot of like semi back and forth before that, um, which was more so of like her wanting me to give a better reason as to why I reached out to her. 
I swear to God, there was no other reason than me seeing this photo. Maybe that pissed her off, but wouldn't you rather me be honest? Anyway, so she replies to me. She goes, I'm going to respectfully decline because I find you to be fat phobic. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was so thrown off. The second I got that text message, I started cackling. When I tell you cackling, I was hollering at the top of my lungs. I found that to be so egregiously funny, specifically because about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I was 260 pounds. So I'm not exactly sure where she might have found that I was fat phobic. I just thought that was very interesting. And the reason why I bring it up is because, again, when you take a look at the, the current status of the people that have passed away or the status of those that have passed, about 80% of them were overweight. Now, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying she was overweight. I just found that to be funny, so I figured I'd say that in the story. However, one thing to note here is that when you factor in comorbidities, how many people exactly have died from COVID itself? That's the ultimate question. Now, on the flip side, when we talk about health and we talk about how to prevent this from, I can't say prevent it from happening again, because I mean, the genie's out the bottle, right? And so at this point, whatever, whatever happens beyond what we're doing right now, especially with COVID being out, happens. So if it mutates into another strain, if it sparks off like some fucking zombie apocalypse, at this point, it is what it is. But what can we, the individual, do besides taking in a, what I find to be a terrible vaccine to make sure we're healthy? Uh, vitamin D3, staying in shape, losing weight, and getting plenty of sunlight. I promise you, those are the things I've been doing to stay safe. I've been everywhere. I've tested negative for COVID every single time I tested for COVID. So I'm not saying I have a magic pill, but maybe being in shape, staying healthy, stress-free, and being more, uh, being more accountable for our health. Like if us as individuals aren't accountable for our health, if we can't control that, then yeah, maybe we should give up all these powers and maybe we should give up all our freedoms in hopes that like Pfizer or Johnson and Johnson, I can't believe people are really giving their hope and trust into Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer. Are you fucking serious? Weren't we chastising these companies like, five years ago because they shot up the price of insulin to like 2k why do we now think that they want to save our ass <laughs> has no one been looking at the stocks pfizer has skyrocketed in terms of worth and valuation but hey what do i know i'm just that good looking guy from Staten island who just makes a podcast from time to time right so what is the solution i think the ultimate way out of covid just as a general topic is to have a proper conversation, an unpoliticized, unbiased conversation about what the fuck is working, what the fuck is not working. A conversation we're probably not uh, ready for yet, but hey, until then, I have faith that everything will be good. And this is my stop. I want to thank you guys for listening so much. 
and I hope you're around for the next episode. Next episode, we're going to talk about, does she deserve this dick? Don't worry, ladies. We'll also talk about the men too. But until then, this is your boy Roy. You've been tuned into Back to Center. (laughs) 